It's time for the Believer, Unbeliever, and In-Betweener podcast. Join in on the conversation as three friends discuss socially relevant topics in view of biblical truth, where scripture meets skepticism. Welcome your hosts, Stephanie, Michelle, and Cheryl. All right, so everyone, welcome back. We are here today continuing our series on Freemasonry, and with us today is Jeremy who I first heard on a show that I watch called A Minute to Midnight. So that's how I uh, came to learn about Jeremy. And Jeremy is a former 32nd degree master mason in the Scottish Rites. He was in Freemasonry for over 15 years. He was also a Shriner. And what makes him so unique is that he comes from a family that has been in Freemasonry and U.S. politics for many generations. Welcome, Jeremy. Uh, glad to be here. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That. Yeah, excited <laughs> to talk with you, Jeremy. Jeremy, can you just start by sharing with our listeners a brief overview of your background? Sure. Uh, okay. Um, my family have been in America since Jamestown and Plymouth. And in the United States have been in politics since uh, the Revolutionary War era, definitely in in the forming of the nation. And uh, I have two grandfathers that were governors, but one was a significant governor. And um, there are battles. There was a battleship uh, named after him. And and again, um, he. Uh, comes from this line that was in American politics before that. And um, judges, uh, James Monroe uh, and George Washington's great aunt and Charlemagne Washington was my ninth great grandmother. And on the other side, my seventh great grandmother on both sides. And so from the beginning have been in Freemason Freemasonry, the women also in Eastern Star, and um, all the way to my mother's generation, which are still in politics or on the bench. And um, my great grandmother raised me. Uh, my grandparents, my grandfather worked for NASA, and they also ran military schools, superintendent. My grandmother taught English. And um, uh, my grandmother had been my great grandmother in Eastern saw her whole life, but had changed toward the end um, and become more. Um, I believe she was born again. I believe she was saved, but I'm not, not certain on that. But she had I'd been groomed by everyone on both sides that I was going to join uh, a lot the lodge when I became 18. So there was no doubt about it. <coughs> and um, I uh, was starting to be told not to do this or to think about it before she passed away when I was 18. Uh, so she was the only one coming out of it. But uh, my father was uh, the sheriff of the county. My mother was a judge, a retired federal court judge now, and um, heavy, um, very much participated in their lodges and uh, on past it to the next lodges. I'm sorry. Um, and um, I uh, joined when I was 18. 
Um, I worked for the federal government. I did not go into politics, but all through life with my family running and campaigning or participating in other politicians running and campaigning, I met an array of politicians and, and judges and other people of influence that all were Freemason. And I knew a lot of information that most people wouldn't know outside of these fraternities before I even uh, became part of it. And um, everybody knew that's what I was going to do. So I joined and I went to the third degree and ended up going to the Scottish Rite, which I had to drive three counties away. And it was an extremely large lodge in a city. And so uh, a lot of politicians and heavy hitters for my state. And so um, I, uh, a few years ago, changed my life. I became born again and I left Freemasonry and renounced it. And I've had no part of it since. So did you leave Freemasonry because you became a Christian or before you became a Christian? Uh, because I became a Christian, um, I was uh, actually painting the temple room, volunteering. Uh, this would be the local one that goes to third degree that I still participated in because we had more meetings a month than going to the Scottish Rite Lodge, which was once a month. And I volunteered to paint the temple room, and I had already been having dreams and talking to Jesus, and starting to change my life and events were taking place supernaturally and I didn't believe in any of this stuff because I had give legal right to it from the things I had participated in in these lodges and when I saw how these things reacted to the name of Jesus that changed everything for me I mean I, I'd like to think I'm an intelligent man and when I see something that's knocked out of my home with the name of Jesus, I know there's something to that. And so with praying and and dreams I had, I knew that I had to go. I knew I couldn't be in there any longer. It was 2.30 in the morning, I locked the door and I slid the key under the door and I went home. And I think they knew that night. I think, I really believe they knew uh, spiritually. And the next morning, they came to my home and recorded the dialogue, the warden and secretary. And, um, you know, they thought I made a mistake and were trying to convince me that I made a mistake. And I made it clear that this is, I, must, I have a strong resolve about this and there's no way I'm going to be participating in this anymore. And everybody, and you will understand all the details why uh, coming up, and uh, I never went back. Now, Jeremy, are you the only one in your, let's say, immediate family or extended family that you know left Freemasonry? Yeah, I've never known any of them that some of them like, and not a direct line, maybe cousins uh stopped paying or paid and just stopped going but none of these people went above um the middle none of them made it to the top they were maybe 10th 
degree or and I don't think they were too serious in it anyway, even though they loved it and loved the camaraderie of the men, they the religious part of it wasn't it just wasn't sticking. So I think they slowly give up on it, but there was no agenda behind it other than that. So but I'm the only one now. Okay. All right. So we're going to just dive right into, I think, the the big question that I know the three of us have been really wanting answers to. And that is, what is this sinister plot to enslave mankind that we were hearing about? Uh, many former Masons claim that Freemasonry is being used, albeit covertly and unbeknown to many of its members, by a small group of ruling elites, which a lot of people refer to as Illuminist to carry out a global totalitarian agenda referred to as the new world order agenda, or Jeremy, you had shared with me in the Masonic circles, they refer to it as project enterprise. Can you explain this agenda to us? Uh, absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, this agenda, first off, any and every world organization, Council of Foreign Relations, um, World Health Organization, the United Nations for sure, Lucifer Trust, which is now Lucifer Trust, uh, founded by Alice Bailey of the United Nations, um, the World Monetary Forum, all the Rockefeller Foundation, it just all, any, this is on their website. Of course, it's diluted down it's plain as day with very little research. There will be a one world currency and there will be a one world government. There, there already is a one world government. When one country does something, like look at this pandemic, uh, quote unquote. Every country did the same thing. Now look at these riots in America. Every country, let's say country in the West, is doing the same thing. New Zealand, Europe, these statues are coming down. Everything follows. It doesn't matter who starts it. And this has been going on since the beginning. And they cannot control the billions of people in this world. It cannot happen. And like on the back of the dollar and the motto of Freemasonry, uh, order out of chaos order out of chaos chaos has to come for the phoenix to rise out of these ashes for a new government to fully form and be public out of the ashes of the old people you 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 are hearing in the past few years people all of a sudden talking about as household names soros rothschild and all these names of bankers that run the federal reserve that run these uh, countries because they print the money even evelyn rothschild's mother said uh if my sons wanted no wars there would be no wars if they wanted peace there would be peace and his grandfather said i care not who makes the laws of a country if i make the money i control it and that's absolutely true and even um these men there this is this is on purpose this system has to fall the, these men are a sacrifice not not physically they will be replaced and people have to know their deeds know the agenda 
of theirs, meaning we want everybody in uh, uh, interest hell to be paying forever to be debt slaves. This is not the, the agenda of slavery yet. I'm just starting. And that has to fall and people have to recognize this system is falling and all these people calling for them to fall for that system to be replaced. They don't realize and it absolutely does need to be replaced, but they don't realize that's they're falling into this, this Hegelian dialectic that they have planned from the beginning. The whole entire thing is orchestrated from the beginning to the end. They have the problem and this problem they are announcing to you and now you know what it is and now you will want it overthrown and participate in overthrowing it and be um, passionate about it and they have the solution and you're going and it's going to sound good at first and you're going to love it and they're going to there's going to be no more poor people there will be no more starving and uh, whatever it takes to do this it's worth it it, 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 the ends justify the means. It's on the Washington uh, Arch in in, in uh, New York City. Uh, so these men, uh, they will they will fall. It will happen, and I'm sure they'll be fine. But they they'll they they won't have power in public like they've had before in these positions. And this currency, which everybody has talked about for decades coming, George Bush Sr. said, we have before us the plan to form this new world order. And when he said that, I was told then, and I was young, that's the sign. I've, I'll never forget that as long as I live. That's the sign. And I remember my parents getting up and calling somebody. That's when everything was public, when everything became public to know, to start. And everybody who was supposed to do whatever they needed to do at the beginning did it. And every president since has quoted that. Every president of every nation, that everybody. And this agenda is that chaos will come and 100% uh, there will be tragedy, and just like in any war, uh, death. And to them, the more people that die or starve, that's just less people they have to worry about uh, dealing with in the end. And this system will be set up afterward, and they will make sure you know it's you know, these bankers that have gotten, were, were taken from the rich and given to the poor. Of course, this system has never worked in history, communism or socialism or totalitarianism. And in any time in history, any time, any government has ever been big enough to give you what you want, they're big enough to take away everything you have. And they do, they suppress. And that's just never not happened. And they will, they believe in ultra capitalism but social totalitarianism at the same time. And in Germany, in the, the national socialism there, the, the, uh, basically the government owned the companies and, and the, the military and all, everything was ran by Hitler and the government. Well, in this system, it's the other way around. These major players run the government as they really do now. 
and they really will then. These groups, and most people know them as these 13 families, uh, they're luminous, and their bloodlines have been preserved through history, and I don't mean, well, that's, as you know, gets a little deeper there, but uh, these yeah. there are two groups of these people, and each one have their own idea of who they want up front, and they one goes through the Vatican, and one goes through royals in Britain, which is royals in all of Europe, and they, uh, when I was still participating, I know that that wasn't settled. So I don't know what, what's going to go on there with which one, but <clears throat> they will. And this, I don't know why this is so hard to believe when 9-11 happened, the Patriot Act was formed. And then Obama added to that with, um, the, uh, National Defense Authorization Act, I believe that's 2011. In this act, you can read plain as day, concentration camps. I mean, it's plain as day. It says they will utilize people for forced labor uh, for a time period or for ever. And if you have a skill and uh, or they will train you with a skill, they will take hold in a situation of television, radio, uh, automobiles, food, and housing. I mean, they, they, <laughs> It's in black and white, and it's in the United States. Now it's in the United States laws. It's there. And and another, he added to it again, and I, I'm not certain what that uh, was called. There was another act, and it, it just it's just an amendment to that. It, it, it gives them the right to come into your home and take you to these, these camps. Uh, there are now... There was 780 of them. The people call them FEMA camps. They're, they're re-education facilities. And these camps, there are um, playgrounds. Uh, there are turnstile, like in a subway when you pay, and this thing turns to let you go through. In the gates, there are railroad tracks that go into these chain link fences. This is proven. This is not conspiracy. There are they're all over the internet to see, and they're in any city in America, and in they're in Germany, they're in Australia, they're in Canada. But anybody that's got any intelligence can look at this and tell this is a concentration camp. And then, so, so if I can interrupt you for a second, what so what do everyday people think these places are when they walk by them? They think that the ice built them for immigration, and that's what they've said a lot. That they and they may put uh, ten or so people in there, and you can see the children out there swing on swings. And they tell you that it's uh, immigration customs. It's for for immigration and for illegals that they're going to put them in there until they can decide their case and send them back. But these are so large and so many, and again, all over the world. But in America, that's what they say. <coughs> and these facilities, uh, in, if you look in the paperwork, when they were paid for, Congress calls them re-education facilities. And even the congressman in Tennessee, I don't remember his name. It, you can find it on, he's still on YouTube. He discusses it and says, yes, that's what it is, re-education facility in the event of a national emergency when people need to be trained on what to do. <laughs> I mean, he said it. I don't think he realized who he was saying it to and what, what he meant. 
these are in 2010 or 11 when that NDA Act came, there were um, on the internet uh, applications and they were telling you they're taking applications to work. Be ready with so many hours notice and they train you with weapons or whatever the form is. And in this National Defense Authorization Act, it goes into details telling you as a military person, you cannot have a person or child here, or you're not allowed to take somebody unsupported, or if somebody dies and there's nobody that witnessed it, you have to put this card on them. I mean, it's in the law. So there's no way this is a conspiracy or, I mean, it would be, it's worded what it is. And, um, Okay, Jeremy, so let, before we go too far down the line, I just want to make sure we're, we're following this. So here's what I understood so far. So the agenda is to ultimately worldwide enslave people. Um, and you talked about there eventually being one uh, global government that's much more out in the open than it is now. Um, and that there would be a one world currency, or at least this is this is what they're, they're wanting to move forward and, and make manifest. Um, now, when, when we say they, you mentioned uh, the 13 ruling class families that sit at the top, uh, I think you used the word aluminous, uh, that have this pure bloodline. Um, and, and then you, you described there being two groups, one group coming out of the Vatican and one group coming through the Royals. And they're, these two groups are kind, kind of vying for who would be the one to kind of take center stage in terms of orchestrating this final agenda. Did I understand that correctly? Yes. Okay. Now, um, why do they want to do this? Can you shed some light on that? Yeah. Um, when, if you can't be reeducated, uh, in order to be a slave really in this society, however that may look, um, they are gonna kill you. And they want the world set up for a one world religion and they worship Lucifer. Now that may sound crazy, but again, this is in black and white. And they, these bloodlines, they believe, are from fallen angels, but they don't call them fallen angels. They believe they're heavenly bloodlines. They believe they're from gods. <clears throat> they do not believe Lucifer is Satan. They do not believe in Satan. They believe, and when I say they, they don't care what anybody else believes. They think that anybody else that is not illuminated is the bottom feeder scum of society. They don't care what happens to you. They do not care anything about minorities or most whites even. And they believe in the Bible where it says that Lucifer, um, the word was beguiled, but seduced even to the eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge. They believe he left on his own that God made Adam and Eve and put him in a prison garden to be stupid and walk around naked with a bunch of animals. 
And they believe that Lucifer, the god of light, and even Albert Pike, who founded Scottish Rite and re, re, completely rewrote it and set it up, says in his book who they worship, why they worship him. They do believe Jesus and Lucifer are brothers. Uh, they believe he left on his own because he loved man and he gave us knowledge when God, the creator, wanted us stupid. And he left and was thrown from heaven, not because he rebelled, but because he loved us. And this is in everything, even this new, well, it's not new now, but this crazy Noah movie where you saw those fallen angels fall to earth and, and become encrusted in rock. They're showing yes. us because we loved Adam and wanted to help. It's in everything, everything. It sounds so it's almost like they believe. So it's almost like Jeremy, they believe in like the reverse of of what as Christians we would completely reverse. Yes. And when you say, look at the Bible, it says who loses, they say consider the source. Of course it says that. And they worship Lucifer. They do not believe in demons. They think they are ascended masters or gods and this god thing really actually is true and if you in the bible these there were even it says in isaiah i believe it says that god says he's standing amongst the gods and judging them to die like men masons study the bible and these ancient texts like no christian i've ever seen and these they were set up as principalities to govern man and they became seduced with wanting worship just like lucifer that's what it all boils down to worship even in the end worship he wants to be worshiped and they um even when they the exodus and they he had them look a certain way and put up something a certain, it was all to malt and all those gods of ancient egypt all those plagues each one was to mock a god every one of them Every one of those, the frog represented something about a god. It was so significant, most people don't realize. Well, they worship these gods and Lucifer and these fraternities like Freemasonry are the religion of the New World Order. They believe they are building this religion and Masons will be the priests. They are like people say when they share movies or stuff on there, they'll say, look, black and white checkered floor, Freemasonry. Uh, look, 33 Freemasonry. Well, I'll tell you what that stuff means. That black and white is the stones they are building this system. And it, the 33 and 17 and three are all mockery of Christ. But these people who run this world and run these organizations and are in them and in high positions, they they would die before they didn't believe it. They believe this was ever poor their being. And all these people who, first of all, all the royal families are related. Caesar, that Kaiser is Caesar in Germany. Tsar is Caesar in Russian. And um, there's one more I've forgotten that's the same thing. They're all the same bloodline, and they even claim they go back to the pharaohs, which I believe they do. And they married and it, they say and want people to believe us so they could keep the money and the the bloodline or the money and the, the royalty and the family. Well, that may be part of it, but it is a hundred percent because they had a special bloodline. And even Queen, uh, 
Princess Diana said she was a birthing factory. She tried to kill herself twice to throw herself down steps when she was pregnant with William and said flat out they only used her for her bloodline for him. They believe they are of these gods bloodline. And Queen Elizabeth told William, we rule because the dragon gives us the power to do it from the seal. That's, that's absolutely accurate. And they want everybody in this world to not only worship them and Lucifer and these gods, but they will control everybody. If you think in life, you set your life up and you say, well, I want this and you're going to work and you save all this. I mean, let's say you do become a uh, extremely wealthy well money especially if let's say you were even born into it and have had it always it's it's not what you what's next is power that's what they want power and they have the money to get the power and all these people like even bill gates i didn't know this until recently but bill gates and queen elizabeth are cousins they, they both go back to John Lestrange, the fourth Baron in France. And and I that was one of my grandfathers. I never knew that they shared it. It was her 22nd and his 21st. <clears throat> Every U.S. president but Buchanan are related. Even Hillary and Trump were cousins through Hillary's father and Trump's mother. And they all go back either to Charlemagne or it's one of the Plantagenet kings of England. I want, it's an Edward, I believe. I'm not a hundred percent sure which one, but um, so that shows you this is set up and people say America was built on Christianity and, and it's a Christian country and based on it from the beginning. That sounds wonderful. And it, I would love for that to have been true, but it was not. They knew what they were doing. Right. And, you know, so they've set this system up and no man could do this over centuries and centuries by himself. And it's been in the works the entire time. And it is now here. The time is here. And yeah. this virus is the perfect thing to blame this economy crashing on. And, and it's there. It hadn't even began. And there, you know, that's what they want. They want the Masons to be, the Masons will be the priests of this system. Lucifer will be worshipped. And they um, they will have people doing everything they want you to do. That's why they want people tagged and chipped. Well, for those who, who know the Bible, a lot of this lines up with scripture, which is interesting. Um, <clears throat> the, the, the question I have here is, what we heard from Johnny and Joseph, the other Masons, is that, uh, well, Johnny doesn't see any evidence of this in his experience. And Joseph um, began to see through this veneer, but, um, you know, he claims that the majority of Masons are ignorant to this, that they're being deceived. Um, can you help us understand why? Okay. Joseph. Why? I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, so Joseph is the one that's the former, right? Former man. The former, yeah. Again, he was in York, right? So, okay, well. That's correct. He was in York. Okay, York, right, is, let's look at education. Um, I'm sending my child to Head Start or 
to kindergarten. That's York, right? Scottish Rite is Harvard University. It's not, uh, first of all, I do not think that, um, I think he absolutely knows everything I'm telling you to maybe an extent. And he knows they worship Lucifer. There's no doubt about it. No doubt whatsoever. And this other fella who is a Mason, he's not, there's no way he can tell you this. It, the, the slogan in Freemasonry, you will defend your life. You will, you will, uh, it's been so long. You would put your life on the line to defend the reputation of Freemasonry. If the Pope was swind swindling money from the Vatican Bank and saw corruption, he's not going to get on TV and tell you that this is happening. He would die before he tainted the reputation of that. That man has taken whatever degree he is. That's how many oaths he's taken in some blood to defend Freemasonry and to never tell those secrets. So they... Okay, so let me... So let me just interrupt you here, uh, Jeremy. So you're so if I understand your what you're saying, you're claiming that Johnny, who's still an active Mason, uh -huh. who has not renounced any oaths, uh -huh. you what you understand is that he knows he's worshiping Lucifer. He lied like a rug. There's no doubt about it that that man worships Lucifer, and and, and, how, and, and when did he realize that in uh, his journey, like? He probably knew it very early on before he got above third degree. I'm sure he suspected it. But once he got up to four, five, six, he knew it. There, there's no question. There's no question. One of the rituals in Freemasonry is spitting on a cross. And as I've said in a, another interview, um, to my everlasting shame, that's something I did. Uh, and I think about that every day in my life. And, and uh, is going to have to help me understand what worshiping Lucifer means? Just well, even the way you worship Jesus. That's God. That is God. That's you have to be a believing God to join Freemasonry, not like, God, but a God. In other words, Stephanie, you know how I had to learn that Satanism isn't Satanism. Like Satanism isn't I worship Satan. So what does worship Lucifer mean? Yeah, I think, I think, um, Jeremy, what would be helpful is, you know, we understand that Luciferian doctrine is oh, Antichrist, wow. right? In the sense that it's about putting your own, you know, the human intellect above the knowledge of God. It's about putting the self and the, you know, in human reason above, uh, God, um, you know, the Bible, let's define God in that, you know, Jesus, the words of Christ. Um, but there's also a component here where they, they are actually literally at some level, right? Maybe not at the local lodge, but at the higher levels, like what you're talking about here, these Illuminists, these ruling class families, they are literally worshiping Lucifer, like the fallen angel. Yeah, she. Do you mean yeah. the like the gospel of Jesus? What's the gospel of Lucifer? Is that what she, you mean? How are they? I think what Cheryl. I think what Cheryl's asking is, what does it mean when we when like when you said they worship Lucifer or they're worshiping Lucifer? What does that mean? Okay. Yeah, you, because not not worshiping Jesus does not automatically mean you're worshiping 
Satan. No, 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 of course not. Yeah, no, absolutely. They pray to him. They sacrifice to him. And they, these gods, they absolutely do things that get to get advice from them. And they believe above all, you redeem your, you need no redeemer. You redeem yourself. They believe, well, uh, right. Well, okay. Early Freemasons, like first or third degree, they believe this is what they say to them. And they lie. They lied to me. And every degree or you go up, you think, well, that wasn't quite right. They lied about that. But they say, oh, well, it's because you wouldn't understand it. And we're telling you this. So you now you really know we had to make sure um, they believe you'd put your works into that uh, apron to get to heaven. That's the first, but th- they don't, but then they tell you heaven is heaven like you know it. And this takes, this is over years, you're conditioned slowly, and you will not tell this information. You will not. I'd have died before I ever told this information. <clears throat> and the more you know, the more you're worshiping and praying to Lucifer. And that entails bringing this system, this new world order system into being like the 33rd degree. You don't go to 33. You, it has to be offered to you as a incredible honor and you don't get it unless you do something significant to bring in this one world government. And you go to DC to the lodge in DC is where they give it to you. So that tells you how important it is. But you spend your, um, basically your life, uh, it would be great. They put you, even if you're chief of police, whatever it is, you are put and helped into certain positions, depending on your family, the higher. And you do anything you can to further this enterprise through your works, everything. You, you can't, that's why a Mason, you never hear a Mason ask another one to be a Mason. They don't advertise it. You have to be serious and, and on your own, they believe Lucifer enlightens you to come to the door and knock, uh, or to ask one to be one, which is a famous quote, but yes. And, um, you know, friends, the people that have been friends for 50 years, the one will never ask the other one, be a Mason. You should be a Mason. And Masons, again, they're building this religious system, but uh, you you know who you're worshiping and you're praying to him. And they believe God, the Father, will take his people away. Uh, rapture, whatever you want to call it, and they believe that he will leave Lucifer, this planet, uh, with his people. And and that goes back a little more here. There's so much, some of this may not make sense, but if, if, if you had a better standing in it at all, you'd, you'd make sense and click. Is worshiping Lucifer like, like being, you know, getting your self-centered needs met and being greedy and you know, kind of owning the, the world? Is that what the Freemasons are out to do? Well, well that's what I was getting to. Well, basically, they, they believe that you have to hate God and mm-hmm. worship these fallen angels and realize what they've been through, what God has done to them, and accept that and believe it. 
and absolutely believe that this one government and one world is is and will happen in your building and it's for him it's all for him and when you say when you say one government just so i understand the definition of that is that is that literally like a you know donald trump or like you know like a trump administration ruling the entire every country you know all hundreds of countries in the globe you can say that but i, I don't like what does one government mean is it is oh, it like that like one body runs every oh, country you know it's uh -huh. like it says in revelation that the, the kings gave their power to this one king i believe that countries will have governments and i've heard things to suggest that and i believe these governments will give their power to like the united nations but it would be much stronger and they'll have complete authority and military but i think there will still be governments but no borders and you can see that agenda and that's why that agenda is here and um you know uh, so there has to be people have to that's why they want these people to come together and stop dividing and and another reason they're tearing history down but uh i think there will be independent governments but with very very limited power right so it'll it'll be like it is now with each country having its own government but all those governments report to a central place yeah. and obey it yeah right and, and then, and then oh, how does the antichrist fit into that well he would lead the united he would lead this government and those kings or governments would give their power to him they believe a tragedy, a major catastrophe is going to occur. And they're, they, they're wanting you to preview this to be prepared for it. And after this catastrophe, that's coming out of it. Cheryl's question here is where will the New World Order, the centralized control center, in a sense, uh, be headquartered? Jerusalem. It, it, Jerusalem, right? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, it's yeah. but, uh, if you look at the if you look at these major building projects they have all these highways have checkpoints they've built into them with these natural bridges over them i mean they were doing this 10 years ago and they, of course they say they're doing they were preparing for a two-state and then people would think that that was the infrastructure for it but it they plan on their, that being an international city with incredible traffic and heavily, um, what's the word, heavily lawed and checked. So all these checkpoints, it's incredible. These bridge, the, the things that I saw built with these bars and, uh, and they were just starting it then. Uh, I, I, in 2010, I got to go over there. It was the last time I went and I saw all this myself. So it wasn't pictures or, and, and this was being set up then. I mean, they knew it was coming. So they, they started then. I, I have a question. What do we do as Christians, as Christ followers? What do we, what do we do? Like, because all this is happening. What, what is our position? Well, it says in the Bible it's going to happen in Revelation. You just have to not take the mark of the beast. That's your job. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you know it's coming. So when people say these things won't happen, you know, there, there will be a global authority, whatever that 
really looks like, you know, because these are human beings, so you don't, you know, they may plan something perfect, but God will have his, whatever it's going to be is, is maybe we don't fully know, even though they think they do. I think you do not fear and you pray and stay fast with Jesus. And, you know, whatever happens is going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. And I, I believe that um, some people may go through some really bad stuff, but, you know, look what he went through for us. So that wouldn't be completely uh, crazy to expect when he says you will lose your head for my name or they will think they're doing it for their God when they're killing you. They believe they're doing it for God. Uh, but I think no fear and know that God has you and what he wants is going to happen. And this system is only in power for a very short time. Yeah. And in the beginning, which is there's half the time taken away, it's supposed to be working. So when all this chaos that's here and that's going to get worse, there has to be cause for him to come in and fix it. The Antichrist is supposed to rise and solve all these problems. And um, they really do want to fulfill this prophecy. And I think that first it's not going to be so bad after the bad. And then the really bad comes, but it's not long. So uh, just it's hard to tell somebody not to fear when they expect something bad, but it's, it, it's true when there's totally nothing you can do, but pray and, and, and stay uh, strong in the Lord. And hopefully we'll be raptured out of here. <laughs> I'm praying that the Lord's going to come and get us. Well, we know it does occur sometimes because he says, pray and count yourself worthy to escape the things that are coming out of the world. And we know one disappears in bed, one disappears in the field. And it says, listen, for this is wisdom. This will not happen to the man of sin is revealed. So personally, what I believe is <clears throat> that and it, the, we, we will know who the Antichrist is, meaning Christians. We will know, and, and, and take religion out of it. I don't like religion. I don't practice religion. I just have faith in Jesus. So I think true believers will, will, will know who he is and say that's who he is. And when he's saying, I'm going to fix this stuff, this is going to be fixed. And personally, in my heart, I really do believe, just like it says, when he's, I believe that's, personally when we're taken that's that's what i believe but you know again that's just not me speculating now, yeah well thank you jeremy what about people who aren't christian like why should they care about this okay this affects everybody in this world and these are people who control the world so it doesn't matter what you believe or where you lean it just doesn't matter and politics it, just like that it doesn't matter it's the same thing but but these men that worked for the UN, and this is public, I mean, this is um, recorded, and I wish I could remember, I can find out who this is and let you know, he was a, I believe he was the director of the UN, this is about, he said the new world order will come, and if we have to drag people kicking and screaming into it, we will, but it will not come until a major catastrophe, that was in the 50s or 60s, he said that, um, and that's pretty much well. Oh, it's, it's not coming 2030 with, you know, in 10 years, they've only got 
otherwise they'd have only have 10 years to accomplish this, which is impossible. So it's not 2030, it's, it's when a major catastrophe comes. You're seeing Speak to the timeline a little bit, Jeremy. I mean, I know nobody knows the exact timeline. No, so not, but you're seeing but, the start. It, it's not, it, it's not going to take a, a long time. This is, you're seeing this manifest. Like, look at these riots and, 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 um, uh, these, uh, and, and I've had sitting politicians tell me this that are steel masons that, oh, this is an honor system. You'd say, why would a mason tell you something when you're not a mason? First of all, they do respect that I have such faith, but they owe us and my family because they wouldn't be in the position they're in now as a sitting senator had it not been for my grandparents. And we grew up together. And so there's a lot of aspects, but also they don't care if you know, because they know there's nothing you can do. But the point is this, these rights, do you see nobody's doing anything to stop it? When have you ever seen, you know, the last protest, I can think of these Christians were feeding these people in the park, in a city park, and they were protesting because they wouldn't let them do it. They maced them in the face and handcuffed them with those zip ties on the ground in 10 minutes. And you see these people tearing up this country and burning and they're doing nothing. He said, when they start going into houses, this is what they want. And it's in these NDAA Act and Patriot Act that when a country, this country cannot contain these catastrophes that are not natural, the United Nations has to step in. And you, they're doing nothing and they're doing nothing for a reason. When do you see them let somebody burn a police department down in a city in the United States? When do you let them see somebody go to Capitol grounds of a state Capitol building and pull down monuments? September and November. This is what everybody's saying. I'm not worried about online, but on my end, that they there will be either a comeback, they're going to say this virus or the next one, but this lockdown's going to be nothing like the first one it's going to be completely locked down this the economy has to completely crash so they, that working has to go and there will be checkpoints and they will start vaccinating people and people will stand in line to get vaccinated i'm definitely wouldn't suggest it he told me do not go into a city in sept after july is what he said but he said September and uh, uh, November. <clears throat> and he said he wouldn't go back to D.C. He was already staying on his farm and wanted to know had I prepared. Not that he cared. I think he just was curious. And we have been told for, 50, I was told 15 years that we're to prepare a place somewhere out in a very rural area that has a water source, uh, preferably in an older home that can, you can have a lifestyle without power or running water. And you are to stock this up with insure and food and um, resources to last at least a couple years. Well, I have my family plantation that's, um, that we lived in growing up partly and um my grandmother left it to me and i don't live in it but i keep it up and it's 
an orchard and all that, you know, and I was preparing it then as a mason and stocking up food. This is back in 05 and 06. Even then I was stocking, before even anybody was talking about prepping and all this stuff. And I thought to myself, why, why am I doing this? And uh, now can't the government still come take you from that home? Absolutely. And with me, with my history, I guarantee you they will. I mean, there's no doubt about it, being a Christian and telling this stuff. And if not them, it'll be Masons that are in the government or that are in the military that, that know, I mean, they know where I am. So just jumping back to Cheryl's question about timeline, um, it sounds like based on the detail that you just shared that from the sources that you speak with who are in politics and masonry, it sounds like in our lifetime, at least, we're going to see some stuff. That's we're, what I'm hearing from you. It's going to be very, I mean, in my opinion, we're seeing it now. I mean, I know it. It's, it's starting. Yeah. And um, I, I was told back then we were supposed to look for something uh, to come. And it's, there was a lot of things. For one, that Pope resigning, that was a Masonic prophecy. Masons, um, Masons have a prophecy amongst themselves and have libraries of published books that nobody ever sees. Like um, Mormon and Jehovah's Witness founders, they published books based on the mockery of their religion and getting people not to believe in him. Mormon is, is always basically Freemason. And this is in Freemasonry. So these prophecies were for us. And this, this Pope resigning was supposed to be one. And they made another prophecy, which didn't happen, but it's what I believe will happen to trigger this, major event or will be the major event to trigger the rest of this chaos and their prophecy was there will be a nuclear weapon and this by the way i should say this is the only prophecy that's went five years and they've said the same one for five years it, it through the history of freemasonry it's only been one a year and it's it's never not happened never i mean they make it happen so what is that prophecy? The prophecy is there will be a nuclear weapon on United States soil, and this weapon will whatever it affects or whom it affects, the Vatican will get involved by saying, and the most of the governments of the world, okay, this has to do with Christianity and end times, and I support the world coming together to resolve this issue together. That's their prophecy. And of course the Vatican they see as part of their organization. Yeah. So just bringing it back to timeline in terms of, you know, is this something, you know, 50 years from now we've got to worry about, or is this something we're you know, here. within it's, the next it, you know, it's year, two years? It, we're, yeah. we're here. Okay. So wanting to pack and start living off grid to be away from society when this chaos occurs for this new system. It, it's name. You know, my family left yesterday morning and all went to Denver. And they went a month ago or a month and a half ago. And, and not just my family, everybody that was a practicing Mason or involved with them, they're gone. They pulled their money out. And I didn't know this. Uh, 
but by accident with an account I share with with my mother uh, with our business. And a half the money was gone, or a third, which is this And And um, the cousin in Ohio that I talked to that uh, thought I was a Mason, when I asked, when we were talking about currency, and he said he's already invested his, I said, what did you invest in? Because the, I was told by this sitting politician, you do not buy silver and gold because it'll be confiscated. So I, I, in my mind, I thought, well, let me get a heads up while I have the ability and he and he looked at me and said hold on a minute I gotta go to the bathroom so that question showed him I was no longer a mason of everything we talked about something that something in that evidently I was supposed to know and it was obvious I was supposed to know what we were supposed to invest in and that showed him that he never came back out to talk to me so Jeremy when you say you know every mason knows um I didn't really get the sense that, let's say, Johnny knows. So no. Why would that be? Every Mason knows what? Uh, uh, like I, if I heard you correctly, you know, uh, that this is the time to start kind of going remote and pulling money out of banks and the, the agenda. The agenda. So why would, and I know your family is a lot more connected. But that's the sitting, the sitting Mason. Uh, Johnny is the one who has uh, the dual membership. Okay, yeah. And, uh, he's he, a practicing he, Mason. He's yeah, still practicing. So he's, yeah. he has not renounced anything. So he's still active. So yeah, Again, the, your crime. That's not, you know, that's not, and, and that dual citizenship thing, that's something else that I've never heard of. And he has absolutely no idea <laughs> that he's working for Satan. By the way. Oh yes, there's no doubt. If he is a Mason and he is above a third degree, which he's in your crime, he absolutely knows he's worse than Lucifer. Not Satan. They'll say, "Don't say Satan." I mean, if they know, you know, they'll they'll say that. Even the senator, even the email that I quoted, exactly says exactly what he said. I said, "You're pushing the satanic agenda." He said, "He's not Satan, and you know it." If there's nobody over third degree that does not know that they're worse than Lucifer, and it's in all their own books. You you can look at any Scottish Rite and York Rite book that has been smuggled out, and there are thousands of them out there. Even yeah, I definitely want to take a look because I have a pretty good feeling I wouldn't see any of it. Uh, wouldn't see what? I wouldn't see what. All the things that you keep saying are clear as day in books and websites. I would look on those websites and I would look in those books and I wouldn't see what you're talking about. Are you calling me a liar? No, no, no. I'm saying I wouldn't oh. see it. I'm saying I would not notice what you're, oh, okay, okay. What you're pointing most to. Most people, yeah, most probably wouldn't. But if you read these, okay, like, let me get, the one for Scottish Rite is called Morals and Dogma. And you can just type this in YouTube and people will show it. I mean, they'll show you transcripts. It's all over. And Albert Pike, uh, that's the one they toppled the statue up there in D.C. He wrote Dixie and he did some atrocious war crimes. He's buried in the D.C. Lodge and his m motto above his bust is, what men do in their lifetime for this new world order, don't say new world order, it says for the for the project doesn't matter it's in the long run is when it counts even though we'll never see our own works fruits from our work okay he says in that book 
talking about Lucifer. This isn't verbatim, but it's this is just one verse. I mean, the whole book is full of and disgusting. He says, and this is the book all of the rituals when you go up a degree are in. You have to read and memorize. He says, uh, Satan, uh, what a name to give to a perfect angel of light that left on his own to love man and is full of light. And then he starts talking about Jesus and he calls him Adonai or Abinah. He will not say Jesus. And he says, um, in the end, and I honestly don't remember the rest. It's been so. This is an early degree, but he says, and Lucifer, the one that will be brought out into the light for worship. Now, and that's just one quote again, the whole book. Manly P. Hall, these are absolutely books you should read, and they're not big ones, is another one. And he was a famous occultist, and they're all 33rd degree Scottish right. And he talks about contracts with demons that you can make contracts with him. He, he does call them demons. I think he's taught wanting people who are Christians. He says we have to make new Bibles and get rid of this King James Version. This was back in the 30s and 40s because Christians have to be led away from the gospel, even if we can change. And the first one they made, I don't remember the version. Jesus is the... Um, the foundation, the cornerstone, and they call him the capstone, which is what Lucifer's supposed to be at the pyramid. Anyway, in in uh, Albert Mackey, that's another one that you absolutely have to look at. And okay, so if Cheryl looks up these books, you're uh -huh. saying that she will, and she just maybe does a, a search on the word Lucifer, every verse that's in those books that has the word Lucifer and it will come up. So that's an easy way to find that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, but, but Mackey, he says, we, when you take a group of people and you worship, and he's talking about Lucifer and these fallen gods, but not Kong Kong. He said, you worship them on your own as a group in private. That is the mystery religion, which is what they all call Freemasonry, the Babylonian mystery religion. That's the first week I was there I heard that. That's what it is. Saying, you heard that the first week, which means yes, would have first it. degree. Maybe, maybe it didn't. Maybe he didn't really understand what it meant, but he heard it. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And eventually, you'll you you know you know what it means. But with your crap, look, you're they know who Lucifer is. That's who it, when you're when you take your first degree into Freemasonry in the low lodge, they call porch masons. That some of them maybe the majority don't know because they never rise up to York or Scottish right. You are blindfolded. And when they take the blindfold off, of course you face death like Hiram Abiff and the Temple and all that nonsense. But basically the gist of it is when you take that blindfold off, you see Jacob's ladder from his dream, but they tell you that's what his angels descended and ascended. But what you've done is, and you see the eye out there, which they call, they say is God, but, but, whatever God you want it to be, but it's, it's Lucifer. And you learn that eventually, but you're born again into the light. You now have the knowledge and will gain it because this is your new birth. It's, it's a mockery of Christianity. And in the Scottish rite and York rite, I do not know what the, uh, all of the York rite rituals, I've read them 
and they are, some of them are completely obvious. And what I've read is along the same lines as Scottish Rite, but they don't, they're just not as, they just, they're not into it as much, I guess. Your crowd is more English and it's dying, like very low membership. And, uh, but unless, unless they have, unless this lodge has completely went astray and these people don't really practice anything, maybe there isn't a whole lot of them and they just get together to smoke a pipe and talk, which that is very possible. I mean, just like a church that don't really preach the gospel. Then okay, so that, that might be it. Yeah, it's possible maybe then he really hadn't heard of it. But if, if it's a real... You're saying well, if it's a real deal, hardcore... Yeah. Yeah. But it is possible as uh, that William Cooper that I sent you that did that, he interviewed that Mason. Of course, this was a practice of March, but it was kind of halfway. And this was a Scottish rattling in Kansas City. He knew that they worshiped Lucifer, but it was a mild degree of it. Because yeah. he said we'd get together and just say, you know, the, the derogatory words for minorities and smoke pops and this and that. So it, it was even dying and they didn't take it seriously. So, and I didn't think of that a minute ago and I apologize. So he, it, that very well could be the case that yeah. they just weren't at all serious about it. So are you saying that, uh, because we understood that the one of the requirements to be a Freemason is to believe in a, in a higher power or a, de a deity. So are you saying that's not really the case? No, or is it under the guise of, yes, believe in a higher power so we can switch you to believe in Lucifer? You got it right there. Yeah. It, if you say Jesus, you're ostracized. During the second degree, they'll ask you, and the third degree, just to make sure. But this is because they know you might go up later. And I've seen this more than once. They'll ask you, will you believe in God? And then some people say yes. And they say, what God do you worship? And most people just say God. Or they say, what God do you believe in? Most, most people say God. And they don't think about it. Uh, and some people say Jesus Christ. And you can see the atmosphere change. And I was telling her, I was telling her, this man was a police officer that joined our lodge. And William Cooper's interview was the same exact thing that happened. I believe this guy was the chief of police. And said, Jesus. And he was ostracized. He wasn't pushed out, but they paid no attention to him. And they kept making excuses when he wanted to rise. Uh, there was nobody to sponsor him. And he eventually quit because he saw they didn't want him there. So if they can't mold you, if they see that you're going to be a true Christian, and every one of them go to church, by the way. That was the majority of them, the far majority of them. In mine, they all went to church. Uh, there was a pastor of a church in the lower lodge uh but they will they will they'll make you leave they'll make you want to leave if they see you can't be educated into okay uh the other question i just wanted to ask your opinion of is um about the illuminati we asked johnny 
you know, what his view was uh, or his understanding of the Illuminati, he said, there is no such thing as the Illuminati anymore. He said, you know, it existed um, way back, right. but it was dissolved. And right now it no longer exists. Do you agree with that? Uh, no, absolutely not. I mean, that's who's controlling. That's these families, these bloodlines. They they don't go by that name, and they probably stop going by that name because their agenda they sent out the man with it got struck by lightning on a horse, and the people found it, and that's how it was discovered. If that's not God's work, okay. okay uh, so you're saying that that from your understanding, the name Illuminati is no longer used. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, these bloodlines and these okay, rules. So when right. people refer to the Illuminati in a general sense, they're really, talking. About. It's really the bloodlines that. The, right. The, the people that really run this world. Like, here's an example of how these people were not discussed or are not discussed, except for the ones they want to sacrifice today. You, you know, for the past decade, you've heard people say, who's the richest man in the world? And they'll say, Bill Gates, he had $50 billion or whatever he had, $150 billion. I know you know that. Everybody said that for years. Okay, Evelyn Rothschild, just his assets and his what people knew about that he had was a hundred and fifty trillion dollars that sounds completely made up but that's a fact he just they just gave away a huge palace to the one of the france or england over there one of their okay see those names you just don't know i mean you just don't hear about them these are the people he got married and he honeymooned in the White House. Obama gave him the White House and his wife for the weekend. These and they they're the people that set up Israel. They're the main and the Rockefellers they set up and Rockefeller said on his book, and these are all this what you call Illuminati today. He said it's on the back page of his book. He said, people accuse me of not having America's best interest at heart, that I'm going against America trying to form a one world government and one world currency. He said, if you accuse me of this, I stand guilty and I'm proud of it. Oh, and in the book, he says, there's only, we're waiting for one event. And Kissinger said this too, to bring in this new world order. He said, the window is so short he said, but one event can bring this in. And he said, you never waste a catastrophe. I mean, you know, they, they're, they're telling you. Now, Jeremy, uh, on the heels of that, Cheryl had a, had a good question, and maybe we could make this the last question. Her question was, uh, and Cheryl, I hope you don't mind me asking this for you, but um, your question is, depopulation could be achieved in easier ways. Why this convoluted? one um want to just drop a bomb on and just be done like um what do you think about well yeah for, i mean first of all is depopulation the goal and then yeah why why do it in in a convoluted way like this when it there's a thousand other easy ways to do it well i think these easy ways are what they're gonna do i mean like i said this nuclear weapon they talk about or something natural the, these people have said you know, depopulation is no doubt they're going. You've heard that they, they all say it. And Bill Gates. But why, why is it the goal? Like, what's the point? Well, because they can't control the whole, you can't control 350, I mean, you can't control how many ever billion people. You can't control that many. You know, so they people want to have, the numbers for control. Right. Just like the Godstone in Georgia, 500 million people. I think they don't 
that. I don't think they even want that many. Is there a number that they think is controllable? Not that I've ever heard. They just want it down. Bill Gates keeps saying. But it says it on the Georgia Guidestone. Yeah, it says 500 million, but that, that. Um, it might be. Yeah, I'm not sure. That, maybe that is the number, but that would be above anything I was ever in. You know, I mean, that's, I just hear, you know, uh, this is what, this is what's happening. This is the goal. They, um, they just want enough people to where there can be mainly camps where people can work and do all these positions. Maybe people who are a little more privileged that can work for these people personally. And they, this, even like this agenda, through no private property. They want nobody owning land. They want nobody eating meat. I mean, they, you can imagine how many people that you'd have to have in order to, and these, they want to really pack everybody in cities that Agenda 21 said that. I mean, it's, it's there. They're this kind of gets into my into my last question which is what what's okay so once the new world order comes in and you know they're rolling out this agenda so what's like what's life what's everyday life like like what's the what's the enslavement and you know certainly how is it different from now because we get up we go to work and we go home we go to sleep so that's kind of like <laughs> a little bit of slavery, right? <laughs> so, what's so uh, what's different in the new world? Well, I think um, they see it happening a certain way, but I'm not sure that it's going to happen that way. Okay, this is their plan. You will not have a home. I mean, nothing, again, you're not going to own anything. You're going to be in a city or a community, and you are going to get up and work for them or work all day doing some job you're assigned to. And you'll take whatever medicine they give you. You'll eat what they give you and provide for you, which, by the way, and they discuss that in those agendas, too. It's no vitamins. They've been talking about that for a long time. No vitamins uh, or minerals. What they want you to have will be your life. And so it's no free choice, right? It's, it's the yeah, same no as now, choice. except you don't no pick your own stuff. You're given... What right. you're doing and that's it. It's like communism. And you'll worship Lucifer. Sounds like communism, right? It does. Yeah, really extreme. Yeah, they want no cars. I mean, you know, they've. I mean, n none of this stuff. You'll these smart cities that are developing now, which is not what it'll be, but it's a step because you can't say, "Well, you're going to live here." And I mean, they want it to sound good at first, and they're already making all these laws where people that move so far out of town they're saying now uh, and this they started in california uh, that deborah Tavares was talking about that you can take that out if you want to but saying now all these laws it takes years for you to be able to build a house and they're saying now you're disturbing wildlife in that area it's just more places they're going to have to do away with because they want that land to be back for nature for them uh it's truly uh twisted i mean these people are completely insane. They really are. They're completely insane. Just to kind of bring this all, all around. So I think that, um, look, th this is some pretty scary stuff. I mean, anybody listening to this with, you know, common sense would say, wow, this is some pretty scary stuff, um, whether you're a Christian or not. Right. And, um, 
you know, if, look, we're already seeing some major global changes happening. I mean, anybody that doesn't have their head in the sand can see that the world is changing, right? And, right. you know, if this stuff does continue to progress forward and it does so uh, sooner than later, then we'll see, <laughs> right? This is one of those things that, you know, you're not coming on saying, hey, my source is saying this is going to happen 50 to 100 no, years. From no, day. Yeah, like, no, hey, We're going to be seeing this. So I think the pr in terms of, well, show me some proof. Well, unfortunately, if this is true, w the proof we're all going to see is our, in our everyday life. And it's thought, I mean, uh, you know, your life's already changed more than, you know, I mean, just here in America and you're more than it's ever changed in your, in your entire life and parents' life. I mean, they told you you couldn't leave your house. They told you you have to wear a mask somewhere. And, you know, that may sound like common sense to some, but that's take, that literally is taking your rights away, but it's a little bit at a time. And if you're not a Christian, this is the way I look at it. Look, you know what? There's no need to really sit and worry about it because, again, the, it, what's uh, yeah, what's over your head is it's just what's going. And you know what? If if I would live my life the way I have, I mean, I I mean, if I personally wanted to stay a non-Christian and didn't want to be saved, I would not worry about it, and I would live my life no differently than I had been doing it working on my home or whatever your hobby is because um again what are you going to do and being a christian me it's i'm it's the same way i'm not there's nothing i can do it's unnerving it sounds to me that all christians will die right because they won't take the mark of the beast and so they'll be executed and then the rest of us are going to just run around the planet being greedy right Christians are absolutely gonna die or have to renounce Jesus. And that's the thing with the vaccine, why I don't think it's the actual mark, because you have to reject Christ and- and uh, right. The mark of the, you're right, I agree with that, because the mark of the beast- yeah. Yeah, linked to worship. It's not just- right. But it could be something linked to, to make that work, but yeah. I think still you have to make a decision I mean, that's what I personally would, would think, but, but yeah, and then people who aren't. They'll infect us with truth serum. <laughs> I think they'll try we'll to, start I think they'll, like, like, you know, if you're not a Christian, I think they'll come to you, and if they've, they've known if you've done anything online or commented, that's, that's done, and if they think you are somebody who will not um, move to Christianity or lean on it, they will try to re-educate you either um let's say inpatient or out and if they can your life may not change so much in the beginning before you know i, I don't know but i think they if they think you're okay i don't think they're gonna mess with you all right guys well why don't we end here um jeremy i want to just thank you for first of all your courage and saying everything that you shared um, well, thank yeah and um yes thank you for your time and all your great information that you shared with us thank you well, thank i asked her i said did y'all tell her i have a southern appalachian accent <laughs> <laughs> i thought they might be shocked <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <"Nope."> <laughs>
At least you understood me.